Well, we're back. An all new show. Um, I'm not taking any trips. I'm actually here at work. I ain't going to lie. When is my retirement date? <laughs> because I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready to retire. But no, seriously, dam- damage in blue. It's Hollywood Unlocked sixth birthday. We turned six years old yesterday. Um, we made it uh, in spite of a lot of people saying that they, that they didn't think we they they didn't think they saw it for us. Or they, they didn't think that we would make it. So we're still here. Yeah. And I just want to say to both of you, I appreciate y'all both jumping on this journey with us. And um, we're going to be having a party. So definitely want to make sure you get to the birthday party. Hell yeah. yeah. I just can't believe that Hollywood Unlocked has the same birthday as Kanye West. That's Wait, <laughs> it's the bipolar of it for me. You know yeah. what? I always go out here and criticize Gemini's. Come to find out, Hollywood Unlock, my baby is a Gemini. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's karma, <laughs> is what it is. It's karma. Well, that makes sense. That makes a lot. It really it does. does. It does make sense because it's been a crazy, crazy ride and a crazy, crazy business. But anyway, shout out to all of the supporters, all of the Gag Nation, the family out there that Hollywood Hollywood Unlocked is supported by, and also shout out to my team. I have the most dynamic staff who have gotten us this far. And so I just want to shout them out. Uh, look, there's a lot going on. I don't know what y'all have been up to, but I, I I just got back from Miami. You know, I went out there for the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. And I watched it in person and it was, it was a lot of mixed emotions and people had a lot to say. And of course I'm biased. So I got Floyd's back. What did y'all think watching the fight this past week? I mean, who had anybody else's back? We knew Floyd was going to go in there and watch that dude. I'm still trying to understand why Floyd did it. But when I heard about the payout, I said, oh, that's why Floyd did it. So, I mean, it was way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think uh, Logan, whatever his name, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, was going to even last two rounds with Floyd. But he did. And I think Floyd let him. But it was fun. I think it was entertaining. I think Floyd was very chivalrous because if you knock somebody out, it's really sweet to hold them afterwards. So that was really nice to see. <laughs> yeah, them like a baby. Well, there, there there was a lot of hugging. We put we we talked about this on gagging. There were a lot of memes. People had a lot to say. But you know, this goes back to the point that what I think about and why I wanted to bring it up again today was that when I think about why I created Hollywood Unlocked, and when I look at how Floyd uh, articulated why he chose to do that fight, the fact that he won reportedly $120 million for eight rounds with this YouTuber. I mean, when you think about it, right, you think about why you get into the business. People are so caught up in him wanting to protect and preserve his legacy. When he said that my kids can't eat off my legacy, that was really profound to me. And I don't know, I guess if you're in it for yourself and for your own interest, don't you just do that? Or do you work to support and, uh, you know, uh, entertain people's fantasies about what you should be doing? Uh, I work seven days a week and I would not work seven days a week if I wasn't thinking about my family. Everything that I do is for my family. I think he had 120 million reasons to get back in there. And I I think Floyd's business acumen is unprecedented. We've never seen a black man do business in sports quite like him. And I wish he got more credit for that. This is another example of that. I, I think that's the problem. I think he does get credit. And I think it's it's so much happening where people are just like, oh, we don't want to see that. But it was entertaining. Like when he fought Conor McGregor, I think the difference was Conor McGregor was in the top of his class where he fought at. Then he fought some dude over there overseas and he was the top kickboxer in his class overseas. And then you see like Jake Paul and it's like, why did he get that opportunity to fight 
one of the best fighters, maybe arguably the best boxer of all time. So I think that's where a lot of the fans are. It's like, why did he get that opportunity to fight the champ? Well, I think one thing for sure, Jake and Logan Paul, they dominate the internet, right? And it was a it was a it was a fight that was on the streaming network. I think they did a great job of building up all this hype. And and Floyd said he was going to kill the guy. I don't think he necessarily killed him, but I, he definitely won. And he won in in many ways because he got all that fucking money, you know. But what what I would say as a fan, I understood why people were frustrated because I too wanted to see Floyd knock this guy out. On the other hand, I understand the business of it, and there was a lot of entertainment there, and it gave the people what they wanted to see, and that's Floyd fight again. I, I definitely want to interview Floyd. Floyd, you got to come back on the show. We always love talking to you anyway, but you know nobody talks, nobody gives that good conversation like Floyd. And I think the one thing that was profound to me and the whole experience was what I was going through in my own journey that I didn't do this for Emmys and I didn't do this for awards. I did this for money and building an audience and being able to have influence. And so I have to stay true to what I'm doing. And if I get all those awards and stuff along the way, then that's great. But yeah, the fight was very, uh, uh, the fight was very interesting. The vibe was very interesting. There was a lot going on in Miami. And I just think people have, huh? Was there a fight during the fight, like one of the earlier rounds? Right. I feel like I seen ice go on to the ring and everything. Was there a fight at the arena or no. anything like that? I mean, I was dodging rain. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> uh, look, you know, every time it started to drizzle, I just left and there was a little party going on backstage and I went back there. There was, ironically, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. was there. And uh -oh. I took a picture with I took a picture with him and I posted him and the comments are going in about make sure he watches his hands, how he uh -huh. show up for the party but not show up for court. And I said honestly, I didn't know what was going on with Cuba, but the comments were the comments were not here for it. Cuba likes to grope things at events, so just be happy he didn't grope your butt, Jason. He likes to grope things. <laughs> well. Let's say allegedly. Let's say allegedly, because I don't want to get sued. Well, there's a but video, but yes, I saw no, the video. But <laughs> he's on camera, Jason. <laughs> I still want to say allegedly because I don't want to get. I don't want to get sued again. But I, he did not. I say for the record, Cuba did not grab my butt. Okay, that that's a change of pace. Good for him. Yeah, he didn't grab my butt. He did invite me to the Hamptons though, <laughs> so uh -oh. maybe I'll get my ass grabbed when I get to the Hamptons. All right, look, so what did y'all what have y'all been up to this week? Well, I just relaunched my candle line, so I've been up to my eyeballs in wax. Um, and yeah, I've been doing lots of spiritual work, selling candles. I did say that all the people who work at Hollywood Unlocked, you guys can all get a free candle from me as a thank you gift for being so supportive since I joined the show, including you, Jason. There's a candle well, called you. Big There's a candle called Big Wick Energy that I think in particular. <laughs> you you would feel good about but no I've just been keeping busy and, and the beautiful thing about working on my business is it's actually made me appreciate you more because when you are running a team and people are asking you what to do and you're having to show grace during mistakes the entrepreneur life has kept me very busy and it's taught me that I'm probably not ready to be a parent just yet <laughs> like I need like um, another, uh, another wait, year wait 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 I don't show grace when people make mistakes at Hollywood. And what are you talking about? Are you crazy? No, but I do. But I do though. No, I don't. I, do. I had a call. I had a call with my team to say, I know that I'm crazy, and I know that oh. I drive y'all crazy, and I know mm -hmm. that I talk crazy, and I know this is not a traditional work environment. But you know what? That's why I have a bunch of superstars over here. And I think honestly, just like with your child, 
People need to stop coddling grown folks. Be very direct. Be hard on them. Expect yeah. out of them what they should be expecting out of themselves. And that's being great. I want to be surrounded by greatness. I don't want mediocrity to be around me. Just because you're my employee doesn't mean you get to be mediocre. In fact, you need to be a bigger superstar than me. And so I, I'm, I'm grateful that I've been able to find people who have taken those experiences on and have just, you know, grown in front of my eyes. And so, yeah, having a team... Having a team is the hardest part of doing whatever you want to do because, you know, you can't control people who see you and your opportunity as a paycheck. But what you can do is control you and your paychecks. And so I'm glad that I don't look at my staff as paychecks. I look at them as pe- people who are we, we in this fight together. And, and yeah, finding a good team is the, is the first part of running any successful business, for sure. I, I love that you said that because my personal assistant, his first week, he was like, why are you so specific? You're so hard on me. And then after like three months, literally yesterday, he texted me. He was like, honestly, working with you has made me so much better as a person and the way that I see things. I'm so much more thorough. So I just want to thank you for having your foot in my ass because now I get what you were doing. And I was like, oh, now I don't feel bad anymore. So no, you're right. Sometimes... The stench of excellence, people have to get used to that because there's a lot of me- mediocrity happening. And people that you care about, you're going to have to push them and piss them off sometimes, especially when yeah, you're in I, charge. Ironically, talking about the way that he saw you, you know, I just did an interview this morning. I don't know when it comes out, a couple of days, whatever, with uh, Good Day Chicago. And the guy who was interviewing me, he must have done his homework on me. And But he, what he was saying was, I really like and respect how you do your thing unapologetically and how you uh, ask and say the questions that people are afraid to ask. Um, and, and, and he knew my style. And sometimes when you're in your thing with your candle line, with what I'm doing with DJ, with damages events and, and brand partnerships that you have, we don't really think about how other people see what we're doing because we're so caught up in what we're doing. We're just trying to get through the, through, through the task. We don't see all the people, the eyeballs and the minds that are being influenced or touched or 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 engaging whatever it is that we're delivering. So I think being able to be in that and, and repeatedly have experiences like your employee talking to you, my employee talking to me, um, or our kids talking to us, like that, that's the reminder of of the level of responsibility that we hold in what we do every day. And I don't think people think that, regardless of how big or small your platform is. That's very true. That's really so damage, what have, what have you been up to? I haven't seen I, I feel like I feel like we haven't seen each other. In forever, you the one Two missing. Weeks. It's you. I'm here, but um, no, yeah, you can make that face. Where you at, right, Jason? There? You're two <laughs> shades darker, Jason. You're almost our color. If you keep on going to Miami, you're gonna come back brown. Well, you know, um, I'm look. I'm here today. That's all I know. I'm here. I know where I'm at right now. No, but uh, I've been up to a lot. So I recently uh, had a brand partnership with Lexus. We shot that. That was amazing. I'm doing something with Remy Martin currently. Uh, But outside of that, with all that going on, the biggest news is my son is finally out of school. I don't have to worry about him scamming me for homework or going behind (laughs) my back, acting like he's doing homework, not passing tests. I'm done for the summer. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm ready to go to the beach. I'm about to get a tan like Jason. That is the highlight of the week. My son is done school. He's going to third grade. God is good. Aww. So is he out for the summer? He's officially on summer break? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's going okay, to South so- Carolina. He's getting out of here. He's going to oh, the South. Oh. oh, so you're going to have a hot boy summer over there. Well, look, oh, okay. Uh, look, yeah, y'all I... Know. Um, okay. Listen, Keep your clothes I, on, I, Damage. 
<laughs> I feel you. So I have to share something with you guys, but I don't want to tell the whole world, but I'm going to do it anyway, okay? Okay. All right. So I had a threesome, okay? What? Now, technically, my body is a virgin, right? So I'm treating my body like it's brand new. Now, this body's been wore the fuck out, okay? It's not brand new. It's it's wore the fuck out. It's not wore out in the sense that you see my mileage, but you know, it's been around a couple blocks. You know, and I ain't gonna lie, I really enjoyed it. So I don't now know if I really am ready for a relationship. Although every day I wake up and I say I want one, I kind of want one, but I kind of want two. Hold on though, Jason, were you the lollipop in the threesome? What does that mean? So I, I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory that threesomes are only, are only fun when you're the lollipop. That means you're the center of attention. Yes. Yes. See, I that's why. No. See, no. I've in my past. I'm saved now. But in my past, I had several threesomes, and I thought they were great until the first time I wasn't the lollipop. It's different when you're not the lollipop. So that's why you enjoyed it because you were the center of attention. How is it, how is it different? How? Because you're like, oh, I gotta wait my turn. I thought everybody's supposed to be double focused on me. Like, what's going on? Like it, there wasn't it's just, no, there, there there wasn't waitings of the turns. There was a lot of turning because you because you, you were the lollipop. That's why when you're no, a lollipop, no, it's constantly no, no. But that's where y'all got to get. See, when you're in a threesome, you shouldn't be sitting on the sideline doing shit. Get your ass to work, literally. Do something, okay? There is way too many orifices. There's way too many limbs. There's way too much. There's way too much to be stroked and touched, and and uh, there's so much eroticism. That should be coming from your mind. Your creativity better be at an all-time high. But see, the thing about it is they both wanted me for a while, and mm-hmm. I wanted one of them. And I didn't necessarily know if I wanted <laughs> the other one. But then see? I had... <laughs> see? You what? just proved my point. You, you just proved my point, Jason. When I was in the, the situation that I did not enjoy, one of us liked the other more, and the third person felt it. Uh, 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 but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's not about whether y'all like each other. Y'all ain't gotta like each other. We no chemistry-wise, fucking... sexually, I mean, we like each excuse, other. More. Excuse me, excuse me. Chemistry, schmemistry. You figure <laughs> out the chemistry, baby. You figure out the chemistry when you you got to get that when you get that vibe going. You know, I've been listening to a lot of uh, salsa music. So Celia Cruz, literally, Celia Cruz is literally in my bedroom. Okay, it's it's about finding your rhythm with your partner. Or your partners. Now I will say, as a single man, somebody, please, I am begging and pleading with you, please lock me down because I have lost my way. I am out of control. Wait, so this is this the is, first threesome. This is the first threesome with the new body. New body. Oh, this is not the first threesome. Okay. You know, I've you know I've done so. I've you know my former you life. You know damn well former. this is not his first threesome. Here's the thing about threesomes, though. Whether you the lollipop or not, I feel like if I'm in a threesome, I'm now forced to please two women. It's hard enough sometimes to please one, depending on how she feel. But to please sure. two? So what I try to do, I try to strategize it out, man. You got to let them get going first. Let them get a good 45 minutes in, then you slide in. and then you 45 minutes? Yeah. Let them- <laughs> <laughs> let you want to watch date. Netflix? You gotta let that oven bake. You can watch. You gotta let that thing bake. Foul on the play. No, no, no. Wait, damage, 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 damage. Let me tell you something. (laughs) It was a lot of warm up before we got to the action. Okay. It was a lot of warm up. It was a lot of warm up. And I ain't gonna lie. You know, I was trying to lay back and enjoy it. Like, this is really happening. Like, like, 
they're, you know, I don't want to get too descriptive because I don't know who's watching this show. But what I will say is once it got into the real, once we got all the way in it, I was like, this is this is out of control. And I kind of liked it. This is why I was saying, like, if I had a poly relationship, like, say, Derek and Bo are in their room. And then I, I get the walkie talkie and I say, come, come to the master room. Cause you know, I have walkie talkies. <laughs> I have walkie talkies in my house. So say, I say, Hey, Derek, Bo, come to the room. You know, they come over, they have their Versace robes on. They drop the robe at the door. It's like a movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking about these things or days when I've had a hard work, Keisha's not doing what she's supposed to do. Toya's not getting my schedule together. Rob's off it for Abby. Now, now, I, I don't want anybody here, so I go to your rooms. Now I'm in my room by myself, and I can choose to engage how I want. But, baby, when it goes down, it goes down. Well, and I'm I ain't going to lie. I'm gonna I enjoyed this. it. I, I had friends that had poly relationship, whatever you want to call it. I had two girlfriends mm-hmm. or whatever. And they ended up still cheating anyway. So, Jason, mm-hmm. it really don't matter how many you got at the house. Eventually, you're going to want a new one. <laughs> Jason, I was in two poly situations and both times they broke up and we still stayed together. So I'm just telling you, no, no, be very careful. Be very careful. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. If we break up, you got to go. We, we break up. You got to go. The dog we bought got to go. In fact, every time I've broken up with somebody, we've had a pet. I've made them take the dog with them. Why? Damn. Bitch, I'm going to be looking at the dog. The dog going to be looking at me like, where you at? I don't even want go. I don't want no memories of us at the park together. Take the dog. Y'all go wherever y'all got to go. Everybody homeless. <laughs> everybody homeless? That's your mantra for romance? Everybody, every, a- everybody homeless. Look, but listen, the reason why I'm thinking about poly relationships is because I think we all at some point when you're in a relationship want to be able to escape it a little bit. One person that I know for sure wants to escape their relationship, at least with it being talked about on social media, is Khloe Kardashian because she's under fire for this picture she just posted. Now, we all know everybody that watches this show, including you, Blue Damage, who are here talking about the same shit I'm talking about. Y'all know that the Kardashians can never keep their relationships together. Well, Chloe is <laughs> under attack by a photo she posted saying happy birthday to Kanye because she put a picture up wishing him a happy birthday. In the picture was Kim and Kanye and her and Tristan Thompson. Tristan, as we all know, has reportedly cheated on her and slutted her out um, you know, in the news by sleeping with all these other women, allegedly. Um, and my opinion is that she should have left the nigga a long time ago. Well, Kim took it uh took it a step further and left her man and is filing for divorce well there was a picture posted and a lot of people had a lot to say about it well people posted it and she said on her instagram the caption said quote brother for life kanye west which led to her being criticized by quote somebody she called a weirdo now she shared the photo on her instagram and people went off now i say that her and tristan is already enough to see in a photo because we still have a couple open cases of one alleged baby which now she's saying she may or may not be the baby mama. And then another girl, Sydney Chase, who's disappeared because she's low-key suing them. Then her posting a picture of Kim and Kanye, when Kim is leaving Kanye, has pissed people off. What y'all think about it? <laughs> well, first, I think the picture looked uh, photoshopped. <laughs> I don't want him to pull it up again. I was like, is this even real? <laughs> Here's the Wait, photo. Let me see. It. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a cartoon. 
<laughs> well, like, you know, the sad the sad part, the sad part, being a former fat person, you know, I'm I'm still fat in here. You know, we're not we're not shaming fat people because there's juicy and there's fat. I was fat. I know Kanye West wearing that shirt in the water is a psychological thing. Kanye don't even want to be in the photo. He didn't even want to be in the water. Okay. And so I think this is, there's a lot going on for me in the photo, but, but I personally didn't think that it was appropriate to post this photo because if he's your brother for life and your sister for life, your sister for life ended the relationship therefore he ain't your brother for life don't is am i right, right or wrong I thought so they ended it wait wait so, no kim filed for divorce at the end of february oh it so was kanye kim. was just lying okay. but then kanye got mad and said but i meant it first though in my spirit <laughs> <laughs> um there are three things that immediately hit me number one it's the kardashians so you know that kim condoned this because they're thick as thieves so i don't think it's a betrayal of kim even though i do think it's a stupid idea number two why would you pick a picture that highlights two failed relationships one that is still failing in present tense. That's a weird flex. Number three, the whole time that you are literally caping for this man and posting a picture of him and your in-house adulterer, he's off in France with his new girlfriend, not paying attention to any of y'all. So you look kind of silly to me. Like the whole thing is embarrassing. Kanye is in France with his new girlfriend, Bradley Cooper's ex, who he's known for 10 years, by the way. Let's discuss that. Damn She's it, been- Damn it, damn it, damage in blue. Before we even get there, let's not- let me be very clear with y'all. I told you I was fucking these people, right? If I bring my poly relationship around the studio and y'all meet them, when I break up with them niggas, unfollow them, never post them, ain't no happy birthdays, cancel Christmas, bitch, it's over. All my friends and everybody in my family, we out. I don't. Y'all don't get to stay. Fr- you don't get to stay friends with my ex when I what break if we up love with him? them. Are you crazy? What if we love if them? You lo- if you love him, get a dog and name your dog after him. It's over. It's a wrap. The relationship that you have with the human being is out. It's over. How? Because my friends should be, my friends and my family should be loyal to me, not loyal to the person I, I introduce you to. I so agree. Damage, you agree that if any of us are dating someone and we break up with them, all of us can no longer talk to that person. You both agree to this as a collective. Um, we're all agreeing to this? Yeah. Yeah, I oh, ain't trying to be friends. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really try to be friends with people's uh, relationship partner because just in case that happens, no, don't be trying to text me on the side and make my situation sticky with my homie, I'm good. I got a brother I love it, to death. If my brother was buried and filed for divorce, I'm not posting a picture of his ex-wife or his soon-to-be ex-wife. I'm staying out of that. Some people got to stay out of that. Well, shit. on the other hand, this family is a little different. They are still friendly with Scott, who's sleeping with, who was who was right. baby daddies to the oldest Kardashian. But, but maybe it's because it's too soon and because they keep shoving Tristan Thompson down our throat. No pun, no puns intended. Maybe they keep shoving Tristan Thompson down our throat. So we have to keep seeing this failing relationship, or at least what we have perceived to be failing, on top of the fact that Kanye and Kim's divorce ain't even final yet. Now, there is the perspective that we don't know if the relationship is dissolved amicably because it hasn't aired yet, because you know we're going to see this on Hulu when the new show airs. By the way, the final episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians will have already aired on E! by the time this is out, so that whole era is gone. I just don't know. I'm over it. But anyway, Kim, who wasn't over it, posted one solo red balloon emoji, which prompted a fan to call out. This is what the person said on Floyd's... uh, Floyd, girl. Chloe. (laughs) Look what they said. (laughs) 
the uh the fan said i'm sorry kim the whole brother for life thing is too petty for me your sister bond should be much more strong than feeling the need to say that your divorce was so hard on you even the picture is just uncalled for there's so many other pictures google could have been her friend this wasn't cute but i'm glad you're being strong through it all and then chloe the girl snapped back and said why are you even commenting on something you know nothing about i don't think me and my sisters talk about one another's feelings we are with one another every day. This is my family, not yours. Don't comment as if you're in the know unless you are actually in the know, you weirdo. Well, guess what? You guys are fucking weirdos for putting your whole fucking life online. You have been keeping, we've been keeping up with you for 29 fucking years and you're on Instagram every fucking day. We watched your dad become your mom. We watched your mom get with a black dude. We watched people question your relationship with OJ. We watched you marry a nigga for 72 days. We watched your sister fuck your best friend's baby daddy. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. And so you're we're the weirdos cuz we want we're in your we're keeping up with your ass. Your fucking show told us to keep up with you. And did I miss something? No, you didn't. She's projecting a lot. Like she's projecting. You definitely didn't miss anything. <laughs> They've invited us. We've watched them use the bathroom. We've watched them beat each other up in the bathroom. Like it's we it's we weird. we watched we watched you create lips. We watched <laughs> you get asses. We watched you. We watched it all. Wait, I'm yeah. confused. You asked us to keep up with you. Now we keeping up with you, and we're the weirdos. Well, we watched you do revenge body, and the only revenge you got was going to the doctor to get the body that you made profit for on TV. Oop. Now, I'm confused at how the fuck we're the weirdos because we keep it up with you. Change your name to don't keep up with me, Kardashians. Then we won't keep up with you, and then you lose your deal because nobody be watching you. But am I losing? It's the narcissism and the lack of intelligence for me because oh. at this point, we doing what you asked us to do. You want us to be involved with your life. But then on the other hand, we're weird if we do it. And it's ironic, too, because Chloe is actually the one that is reportedly the most attached to being on the show. She's the one who cried the hardest mm. when they decided not to do the show anymore. So it's a weird flex that you're the most pressed to be seen on the show, but acting like you don't want to be seen in real life. And there was a weird moment in last week's episode where Kim was talking about her birthday. And they were like, isn't Corey's birthday right around yours? How old is he? She was like, I don't know how old he is. I just know I'm older than him. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. I just know I'm older than my mother's boyfriend. I like, like, it's a very bizarre family where things that are usually like, what? Are considered very normal. So I think Chloe just wants some air time. Just let her spiral out of control until this is over. Poor baby. Well, you know, meanwhile, in Kim's own post to her estranged husband, who she's been married to for almost seven years, Kim shared a photo of her and Kanye with the kids and said, happy birthday, love you for life. So this is what she, this is what she posted. Okay, she posted it. For the world to see so apparently she maybe things are going on yeah. behind the scenes that we don't see and that they're actually getting along i'm happy they work that they're out. happy and i'm happy He's the in kids France. are <laughs> they working it out. listen just be look just because he's getting a divorce from Kim Kardashian doesn't mean he should be sitting at home twiddling his thumbs he should be out he sh if i was rich and had holy shoes and holy clothes that was making me millions of dollars and I was running the internet, I'd be out fucking everything in France too. So Kanye, live your life. That's hilarious. Is he going to come out with, is he going to come out with another gospel album after He's this? supposed to drop another album soon. That's what the streets are saying. Something coming. But is it gospel though? 
Uh, I, I, it might not be gospel, yeah. but probably still no curse words. All right. Well, listen, another person that's been put on blast, and this ain't a fan. This is Gary Owen. He's a comedian. His ex-wife, or a soon-to-be ex-wife, blasted him, uh, the, quote, breadwinner, for mooching off of her a social security number and credit. Now, this is crazy because, you know, Gary is a white man. Not to say that this type of scam belongs to us, but I know growing up, my cousin's social security number was ran through the dirt by my aunts and uncles. And I know my social security, I had credit by the time I was three. So <laughs> I guess I guess Gary Owen, you know, he's again being called out by a soon-to-be ex-wife of 23 years. Now, Kenya Duke, let me show you a picture of them really quick, okay? This is Gary and Kenya. Gary, you know, the people try to say he's invited to the cookout, but his wife, Kenya, is probably taking his his beans away from him because Kenya is saying, um, and they've been together 23 years. She's saying that this time he's uh, she's putting him on blast for mooching off of her social security number, her credit, and being a deadbeat for their kids. Now, she claims that she was, quote, triggered by a shirt that Gary wore in a recent Instagram post called uh, that said, I'm the breadwinner or a breadwinner. And this is followed by a definition that said, person who earns money to support the family. Well, Kenya wasn't having it. And baby, she took to her Instagram to repost Gary's photo along with a lengthy caption. And we ain't about to get into it because Damage Blue is so long <laughs> that it gives me heart palpitations. And I just got my heart fixed by my doctor. All right. Now, in it, she called out the comedian. And she called him out for not paying any bills since April, using her using up her good credit and putting all the bills in her name. And she also slammed the quote deadbeat for not seeing their children in over seven months. Now, this is what she said, and I'm just going to read it to you because it's a lie. She said, I have allowed you to tell your family, friends, and fans any false narrative that you want or need it to be about us, the relationship, and our kids. Because I don't care or feel a need to defend or explain myself. You and I know what is really it, what it really is. But when you go and make these dumb passive aggressive posts and these insensitive ass t-shirts, I am triggered and you now have my attention. You haven't supported us since April 1st. This is nothing, nada, zero, not electric, water, gas, or insurance, medical, dental, life, car, house, etc. Not Damn. groceries, maintenance for the house, not the gas or maintenance of the cars, not the platinum card I got for us because you wanted one and you couldn't get one on your own. Not the cell phone you had for 23 years. Instead, you just got another phone and didn't pay the bill. Mm. So he really is an N-word. Um, so here's the thing about Gary. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of his. Well, I was up until like 20 minutes ago. I've always been a fan of his. You know, I'm not, I don't like to invite white folks to the barbecue, but he's one of the few that I consider a light-skinned brother. And and I blame you. And I blame you because this nigga can't bring no chicken wings. He can't bring no patties. He can't bring no barbecue. So you invited this broke-ass nigga to the cookout. Why? Well, he's Why? not broke. He's not broke, though. He actually make, he's, makes no less than 100 k a month. So he's not broke. The problem why is- he, Why is Kenya paying all the broke. bills? So, so here's the thing that makes me sad. 20 years ago, when they got together, he said, quit your job, hold me down with the family, invest in me and what we're building as an empire. And I promise I got you. And, you know, to his credit, he did build an amazing career where he makes between like $100,000 and $600,000 a month, even during the pandemic. And why you ain't paying for some groceries? Instacart but, is only thirty nine ninety five. No, but here's the thing, though. Here's the problem, though. He convinced her to give up her career for 20 years to hold him down. And now that they're getting a divorce, he's throwing it in her face and saying he's the breadwinner as if she didn't contribute to his empire. So that's why I think he's being uninvited from the barbecue. 
He's no longer invited to make okay, chicken wings, let me, hot dogs, let me, or anything let me, else. Let me wait, just wait, be wait. clear. Let me just be clear. Blue, <laughs> and you know what I love about Blue? You know what I love about Blue? She pro-black as fuck. All white people are uninvited to the cookout. Fuck that. The cookout is ours. I'm sick of sharing the little shit we got with white motherfuckers because they pop up with some shit that makes us. No, you know, it was only him and John way. B. It was only him and John B that I let. John in. B. No, John B. Ain't never fucking, B. No, no, no. John B. Ain't never been invited to the cookout. Now I'll tell you a story about John B. One day where I almost got in a fight with him at Stella at Della Reese's event. She was willing serious? around in her will. She was willing around in her wheelchair trying to get things together. May she rest in peace. Don't even get me started because I'm going to let the dead sleep. But what I will say about this situation is that, you know, um, he didn't know he was married to a black woman, but I know he know now. Oh, yeah. He knew. He knew. He thought he was black. I'm not giving him no cop out because I really don't know what happened. But I want to hear the other side of the story because after 23 years... I'm really interested on in what makes a grown person go on Instagram and just tell their whole business. I'm still fascinated by that. I want to know both sides of the story, y'all. I want to know why they're getting divorced. I, I, I hear her side. Okay, we hear Gary's not invited to the cookout no more. But what does she do? I really want to know. Because this rant on Instagram is, is very interesting to me. I really want to know more about this situation. Well, it's my opinion, based on all the activity, he did something. Mm-hmm. He it was did him, something. not her. It was definitely he did him. something because she feels no, but let, let me let me tell you. She she feels she feels used. She feels betrayed. She feel, he did. I think he he must have. It's my opinion. He must have cheated because it mm-hmm. can't be that his dick was small because she spent there twenty three years. She Why, said it I don't was. think it's she just that. Him of cheating. I don't, I'm th- it can't see? be just cheating see? because I'm like but see but see but see listen listen. This is why I knew it was cheating because. A woman who invests 23 years... Let me tell you what's going on in her mind. I gave this nigga, and she called him a nigga. And I don't care if you white or not. She She said, I gave this nigga 23 years of my life, and he cheated on me with this bitch. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I'm paying for everything. That's what she... That's what triggered her. And then she responded, I think he cheated. I I agree with you, Jason. I agree with you. Because the way that she's acting... I've been, in, I've, been, I've been in that position before, Damage. I have to be honest. When you are ride or die, the only rule is don't cheat on me. I, I, I will do everything for you. Just don't cheat on me and make me look stupid. I don't, I'm not saying it's not cheating, but I think, he did a, 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 I think he did a little extra with the cheating. I feel like he was tricking. I feel like it was more into <laughs> the money side of things. I do. Because I'm not, for 23 years, if he's a cheater, he's been cheating. She been was like, look, what, what the fuck is going on? But it's when you cheat. And you start paying for cars, you start buying expensive things, then your wife is going, oh, fuck no. Yeah, I just feel like it was a little bit more involved, but I want to know. I want to know, Gary, you're in the hot seat, boy. <laughs> you're in the hot seat for real. Gary, Gary, come on here um, with your shirt on that says breadwinner. I'm going to have some bread for you. I don't know if you're going to be winning after the interview. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to write television from Shonda Rhimes, improve your songwriting and producing skills from Alicia Keys, or learn independent filmmaking from Spike Lee. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I recently checked out my friend Mark Jacobs' class, and I was blown away by the depth of knowledge and the quality of the experience. Learning more about how he started his business from the ground up and listening to him talk about the power of network, it really spoke to me in my own journey to create my business. 
because it's not necessary to sit down and consume a full class start to finish. Sharing insights from individual lessons or what you were able to learn in 10 minutes is great too. I highly recommend that you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored with Jason Lee listener, you get 15% off of an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash unlock. That's masterclass.com slash unlock for 15% off masterclass. Now, let me tell you something. An interesting thing I saw online, you know, created a question that I, I, I feel may shake, a, shake the table a little bit. There was this post. There was this post. And I'm going to put it up and I'm going to tell you what it says. Okay. The post says, men are really the prize because at the end of the day, he's going to be with the woman he wants. Women are going to be with the man that's available. <laughs> what is the damage? Point? Do you want to wait, take this let me, Wait, wait, let me, let me, put, let me, let me, let me, let me put the post back up and read it one more time. Men are really the prize because at the end of the day, he's going to be with the woman he wants and women are going to be with the man that's available. Wow. <laughs> Who said that? I, I get it. I get what they're saying, but here's the thing, right? This is the thing with all these posts. Is our goal to be separate or together? Because if a woman wants to think the man is the prize, that's good. If a man wants to think the woman is the prize, that's good. If our goal is to be together, I'm for it. What I hate about some of these posts is I feel like it just creates dialogue for us to just have this battle of the sexist thing. And at the end of the day, that could be fun here and there on social media. But at the end of the day, do you really want to be with somebody? Do you want to spend your life with somebody? Then we need to get away from all these stupid narratives that break us apart because that's all this stuff do. Now it's arguing like, oh, well, the man is the prize. No, the woman should be the prize. I'm a man. I think the woman is the prize. I will hope my woman think I'm the prize. So that's just my energy on it. Um, Blue, you can go ahead. But I just think those posts are silly. I just think anything that's gender wars is going to always be ill-advised because as a pansexual who dates everybody, you're all full of shit. Men, women, all of y'all, everybody is full of shit. It's not a male or female thing. And so I think anytime we try to pit one as the victor and one as the loser, you've automatically mm -hmm. lost me because I've been with all of you and you all have problems. It should say insecure people do this and secure people do that. But gender has nothing to do with it. I promise mm -hmm. you guys, well, I've, been, I've been up close and personal on this one. And by the way, men who do think like that don't pick the women they want. They pick the women they can afford. So well, even well, that's listen, a little bit off. Women, women, women believe that they're the prize because they have the pussy. And they always say, I got the pussy, so I'm the prize. I got the pussy, I got the pussy. The problem is that niggas don't know that the dick, the dick go, the dick is the prize. Now, if they knew this, if men knew this, that they had the prize, they would be able to get women to be a little bit more. I don't want to say submissive because that that's not going to come out Why? right. I hate that. That's such a bad word. I hate that. I don't think it's a bad word because I think you should be submissive to your man and your man should be submissive unto you. But why is it that the vagina got to always be the prize that, you know, that makes these men mystified and drives them crazy when really, you know, if a man got some good dick, his girl going to fall in line. Good you dick. Good good dick is the key word. The word good, because there's a lot of trash dick out there, Jason. I gotta call you. Like there's a lot of trash dick out there. So. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I ain't gonna hold you. You ain't lying. I'm just saying <laughs> for the niggas that got the good dick, they're the prize. Okay. 
I will say as somebody who's been digmatized, yes, the three of them that exist, that is a prize. But as far as submissive, I always say that language is powerful. If people don't like the word submissive, fine. As a woman, when my man is submissive to me, it's because I'm being nurturing. And as a woman, when I'm submissive to him, it's because he's being protective. So if those words exactly. make submissive easier, fine. But we all submit to each other. We all do it all the time. When I'm nurturing but a man, he's being submissive to me. And here's but the our, thing. Everybody be submissive at their damn job. But they don't want to be submissive to their counterpart. So you go to work and you got all the submission in the world. And now with the person you love, it's a big fucking big deal with you. Well, I'm not submissive. Well, may, maybe it's because you're getting more money at your job than dick you're getting at home. I mean, what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one is fall, maybe one's maybe one's falling shorter than the other. But what I will say is that if you are, you know, because I think at least in Hollywood, let's just say Hollywood, because Hollywood is kind of hard. It's kind of hard to measure the world based on my experience in Hollywood, right? There yeah. are more women in Hollywood looking for a man to be their prize and their breadwinner than they are trying to do their own thing, at least in the, the circles that I run in, right? I know a lot of strong, powerful women. I know a lot of independent women. All of my sisters are independent. But when I think about Hollywood and LA, you go to the clubs, all the j- damage, you've been in the clubs and, mm-hmm. and Blue, you've been in the clubs. LA, they all sitting there looking for somebody to take care of them. Now, I know outside of LA, it's probably different. You know, you come to New York, there's a lot of boss women out here. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. go to the Midwest, there's a lot of boss women out there. And so, yeah, I don't have maybe the broadest perspective, but um, I feel like if everybody just treated each other like a prize, we'd have a lot less niggas calling me behind their women's back. Oh, you know, and wow. not, not and not just me. I'm saying like you know, men going out looking for something that's equally yoked. Well, here's uh, a thing. little strange. Mm-hmm. When, when you go around saying you the prize, you just taking accountability off yourself. So when you say I'm the prize, that means you got to do more work because I think I'm the prize and I'm lazy as fuck. That's what I don't. Comes I, 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 no, uh, I don't agree with. Nah, that's what I feel like. Oh, I'm the prize. No. You supposed to? Well, I'm the prize. You supposed to do this? But like, you know what? But you know what? For years, I settled. For those homeless sexuals and those 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 fixer uppers, and when I started loving myself and realizing what I deserve, it was only then that I started looking at people saying, "Oh, if you're not treating me like a prize, you know, if you're not treating me like a prize, I don't want you. If if you're not like, I'm not chasing nothing I can't catch. I love a chase, but if I can't catch you, I don't want you because well, I'm not going to I'm not going to become a career chaser. But but even oh, when I thought I was. Even when I treated them like the prize and knew I was a prize, I didn't treat myself like a prize. So that that to me is a little different. And I will say this though, and let's be honest, like, you know how when you go to kindergarten and they give like a, a star, a gold star just for participation, even though there's one kid who was clearly doing a better job. I think that if you are someone who is a high value partner, like you have a history of everybody that you're with, their lives get better as a result of knowing you. I think at that point, you're allowed to acknowledge that you're a good investment. And I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging your value if you've earned it. Now, if you just think you're a prize because you have a vagina, that's lazy, right? But if you're actually a high-quality woman, I think it's okay to say I'm a high-quality woman, I'm a good investment, I'm a prize. Here's the problem, though. And I agree with you. I agree both ways. Here's the problem. It's a bunch of people that didn't put none of that work in using the same dialogue, (laughs) and now we can't differentiate the people that's actually a prize and the people that's just saying it. At the end of the day, we need to be prizes for each other. If you want to be with a person... You should treat them like they're your prize and they should treat you like it's a prize. That's how it should be. It's called reciprocation, cooperation. And and, and, and the minute you stop treating me like a prize, I'm going to go to the carnival and get me another one. All right, well, listen, enough with that. You know, I'm, I'm on my king type shit right now. But let me tell you, another king that's in the news is Burger King. 
Now Burger King, Burger King, Burger King had a Karen pull up and she told the employee that her uniform was distracting her husband. So this Burger King went on her social media to, to reveal that a customer complained about her uniform, saying that it was, quote, distracting her husband. Now, the employee only identified as Lala, and she displayed her uniform where she's wearing this black Burger King polo shirt with a matching hat and fitted jeans. But apparently this pissed off Burger King Karen. <laughs> Look. All right. So it's her in her uniform. You see it, nice yeah. fitted. You see the butt. Oh. You know what I mean, she's a thick. Oh. Okay, okay, all right. Work okay, it out. I see. All right. You. Oh, well, that's what she feels. And so <laughs> she posted this on her TikTok, and so um, she said she had quote a lady complain today because her uniform is distracting her husband, and she guess she'll leave her ass at home. And she her, she said her back hurts from carrying the weight of not caring because I did nothing wrong except wear my uniform and still sexually objectified and harassed. By Karen. So this video went viral. Uh, should she apologize for having a thick booty? For being born as a black woman? First of all, long back Lucy. If I was her, I'd be mad too, right? Like, yeah, she probably saw that her introverted ass was not complimentary to her husband. And he was gawking because he's been missing that at home. And she projected her feelings onto this, this poor girl who can't help being a black queen. I think this is silly. I think white fragility has hit a whole... A whole like new low because we can't help how we're built and you guys pay to look like us. So I think in about two years, she'll probably have an ass just like that herself. Watch promise. But you. look, look, there's so many procedures out there. She, she can do, but it's not our fault that people see us and know that we're the hot sauce. Now I'm not here to shame other cultures or other races. Like do you, whatever the Kardashians saw lips, they bought them. The Kardashians saw asses, they bought them. We know that that became a part of the culture that your kids grew up watching and wanting to be like, right? And then mm -hmm. they grew up wanting to be like us. And so I guess when you look at it, you know, I could appreciate that you're threatened by it. But to go out and complain and raise hell because the girl brought her ass to work, what was she supposed to dress up like, Medea? I'm confused at what Lala was supposed to dress up like when she had to come to Burger King and ask you if you wanted cheese on your Whopper. All you had to get was cheese on your Whopper and go home. But now you made Lala feel some type of way because her ass was doing its thing. Like, I, I don't so. know. It's the insecurities her, her husband, for me. Her husband never seen nothing like that before. It's, it's like hasn't. that sometimes. So, and look, just because he's distracted and looking, that don't even mean he probably never seen an ass like that before. Like, wow. Here I'm getting my Boy, Whopper Junior, and them cakes is turning around, and I've never seen this style before. Look he at lucky, this. he lucky, he he lucky he didn't dip it in the sauce. Yeah, oh, baby, my what God. I tell like, you, hmm. he'd have dipped, he'd have dipped that, he'd have dipped that chicken bone in the sauce, baby. When I tell you, Karen would have been, she'd have went home and turned you. into Kaima. <laughs> it'd have been a, it'd have been a different thing over at Burger King. Let me tell you, Jason, I watched the video from the front. You wouldn't even know. So he just ordering the Whopper Junior. Then she turned around to get them fries, and he was like, oh, excuse me. That's how I was just looking. I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Now, she needs to put her insecurities back in her purse, because sometimes you got to just view that masterpiece. That was a masterpiece. Good for her. Take the L. La Take the L. Lala, Lala, call your boss and ask him if you can upgrade your uniform to Spanx, baby. Fuck it. Get your <laughs> tips on the side. Put a jar next to your cash register and ring it the fuck up. Just do what God gave you, okay? Look. Speaking of people who are insecure with people's cultures, this story really bothered me. And I have to tell you, it bothered me to the core because I just don't understand how in 2021, leading into 2022, we still have 
this level of racism. A student received his diploma after school after the school demanded an apology for him wearing the Mexican flag at his graduation. Now, this kid, he's an Amer- a Mexican-American student in North Carolina. It went viral, this video did, after being denied his diploma for refusing to take off a Mexican flag that he wore over his gown at graduation. So apparently he violated the ceremony's, quote, dress code. Take a look. He well, after this video went viral, along with the students, uh, school officials, they demanded an apology from him in lieu of his diploma. So uh, it, it kept him uh, from his post ceremony. Now, people were really upset about this, and I saw it, and I just really didn't understand how you can take away from this young man's pride and his culture. Now, we know as Black people, there's Black graduations, and I never understood why we had to have our own graduation. We should be able to dress up in whatever garb we want, however we want to come. But I, I understand on one hand, we want to celebrate with our own people and our culture, but I don't understand why we've told people they can't show up and be prideful of who they are and representing they're, they're themselves in that way at the time that matters the most to them, having now graduated after all that hard work. This is blatantly racist because I have a, a sneaking suspicion that if it was a Confederate flag, they would have let him get his diploma and then issued a warning later. But because it was a Mexican flag, oh, stop the presses, right? That same flag that you were wearing Cinco de Mayo, that's a problem that he wants to celebrate his culture while he's walking across the stage. Even if there was a dress code, I'm hard pressed to think that if it was a white person wearing an Irish flag, a Canadian flag, or anything that was white presenting, that they wouldn't have at least let him get his diploma and then cited him afterwards. To me, this is blatantly racist. Blatantly so. It is blatantly racist. And salute to that little girl. I don't know if she was Latino or... Um or white, but she really stood up for that young man in that video. She got in front of the fray and made sure he was cool. I'm sure they still got their hands on him somehow, but I like that right there because I feel like that that shows community. But at the end of the day, who are these ceremonies and all these celebrations made for? That's all I want to know. Like, Why not ask the students who's actually celebrating, this is their big moment, what they want to do instead of trying to police the shit out of it and making it boring as hell. That's it. Amen. Yeah, well, I I just want to say I'm glad that the principal met with this kid and that the students around the school, around him and around the school, you know, rallied in support and protested because it's really important that he was able to get what he so rightfully earned. And I just want to, you know, end with saying, like, I hope that people are becoming more accepting of diversity and inclusive of other cultures and, 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 and sexual experiences or whatever it is that's different from them, because at the end of the day, this is one planet that we all got to share. And I just, it bothered me to see somebody work so hard for something. I never got to walk. You know, I left high school early on a GED, so I never got to walk. But to think that I would stick in and go through all of that to be turned away because I was only prideful of who I am as an African-American would be uh, very disheartening. So um, listen, I, I hope that everybody out there is celebrating because I'm getting ready to go celebrate Hollywood Unlocked sixth birthday. Um, and thank you to everybody tuning in. Keep coming back, man. Subscribe and share and tell your friends about us because we ain't going nowhere. See you for another six more years. At least. Peace. At least. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.